This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Inked Marketing, and Inked Marketing's featured crowdfunded comic this episode is Elysian Fields. Live now, every thousand years, gods of the dead gather with teams of champions to represent them in the abyssal tournament of champions. The story of Elysian Fields follows the hero of the Trojan War, Achilles, whose story begins at death, and so his heroic spirit makes its way from peace in the afterlife to an arena. Uh, amazing, right? So what you do here, this is on Kickstarter. You go to Kickstarter and search Elysian Fields, E-L-Y-S-I-A-N-F-I-E-L-D-S. And you could be one of the many great backers, like myself, to uh, jump on another great crowdfunded comic. Supported by Inked Marketing. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 272. The 272nd episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will, in fact, be a creator corner. The creator that I chose to corner on this episode is none other than Rich Duick. You may recognize Rich Duick uh, from such titles as Road of Bones and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Universe and, currently, Sea of Sorrows. Uh, yeah, no, the dude's a great writer when it comes to, uh, horror comics for sure, and anything for that matter. Um, short list, but, uh, fucking heavy one at that. So, uh, without further ado, I bring to you the man, Rich Duick. All right, Rich Duek, how you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm I'm excellent. And well, as I say every single time I start a Creator Corner podcast, always better than I was moments ago, just because this is <laughs> my favorite thing to do on the planet. Uh, other than father my children, it is talking to the people that create the things that I love most on this planet, and that is comics. So I truly appreciate you taking the time, Rich. Uh, no, thank you for having me. Well, it's like I said, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I, you, you have a book out right now, Sea of Sorrows, and we're gonna get to all this for sure. But I'm always one that's uh, extremely interested in any type of horror aspect, and you don't see underwater horror uh, much at all, really. So it, it drew me to it, and then immediately, you know, I started seeing you. Uh, you know, you comment on all of my friends' posts on Facebook and all of that. You're friends with other people that have been on this podcast. So, you know, I reached out and thought, what the hell? Maybe this guy has a few minutes, and it turns out you did. So I'm extremely grateful, and um, I have I have questions. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, well. Hopefully I have answers. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. Um, so, you know, as uh, all great heroes 
are in this this industry we all have an origin story man so i you know rich i i have to know um at what point were comics really a part of your life not necessarily creating but when did you discover the the, the love for comics when did that spark well you know I, I think like when i was really young um i grew up in like kind of the time when like uh you know their the comic stores were were they were definitely there, but you could still like go buy comics in like a Seven Eleven or something like that. Right, the newsstands um, off the spinner racks yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, so it was the sort of thing where like, um, you know, that was kind of like the uh, it was like my reward for like going out uh, for like a morning of like grocery shopping with my parents. It was like you know, give me a few bucks and I could go run uh, to the the corner store and and get some comics. Uh, so it was just something that was like always like in my life as, um, you know, something I, I was just really like entertained by. And, and, and there were a lot of like, um, you know, like, I, I wouldn't say that like too mature for like a kid, but like there was like deep kind of stuff in there that I was like, you know, kind of discovering that, that where, where it was like, you know, that really kind of like made me think uh like there was like some like early some like uh like issues of the hulk or or x-men or things like that where you know it's like like um nothing like crazy but you, it, you know there's just sort of like the themes that are like going on in in these things like you know hulk like kind of dealing with rage and the x-men uh dealing with like mutant anti-mutant racism and and you know but there's sort of like an analog to real world racism and just like sort of things like that that just made me think. And, um, you know, I think I always like just appreciated that, uh, it was something that I could read as a kid that wasn't, um, necessarily being like dumbed down for me or, 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 um, softened because they were, you know, afraid I couldn't handle it. Like, um, like I remember, um, like the first, uh, GI Joe cartoon, like, uh, everyone like i just remember like like everyone in my class we were all making fun of it because they didn't use real guns it was all lasers and nobody ever got shot it was like you know they, they would like blow up like 20 cobra planes and then the net you know they would all jump out and like you know have parachutes and stuff like that and and it's just like I, you know I, I totally understand it and uh you know i know some people really dig that show and i dug it too like i watched it but it's just like you know it's that sort of like sanitized thing saying like, no, this is for kids and kids can't handle certain things. I never got that feeling from the comics I was reading. I always felt like, uh, they were just sort of, um, speaking to me like, you know, like, a, a, like, like I could handle like whatever they well, the, threw out. The, the more relatable real life is issues, you know, like social yeah. injustices and things like that. And even with the Hulk, it's not so much about the, you know, the abstract gamma radiation Hulk smash as it is the actual rage and anger that real life people deal with on uh, a very constant basis. So your, your, your testimony to get, getting you into comics is one that I often preach to people uh, attempting to dabble in this saying, don't, don't go into this for the, the, the cape aspect. There's so much more to mm -hmm. it than you know punching and tights and superpowers and yeah. all of this. Th this this is actually saying something so um it's it's nice to hear uh firsthand once again i mean that it, it's it's the real life things that actually did draw you into it 
Um, yeah, totally. That, 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 that's incredible. So, uh, we, well, we covered the, uh, the, the when and the what, as far as, you know, you're, you're a kid going to the grocery store, getting books off the spinner rack. Do you still have any of those by any chance? Any of your spinner you know, rack there, books? I, there's probably, I, I definitely, uh, I don't know if I have any going back that far. Cause I mean, like, like I was like, you know, 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and not really thinking about collectability or anything. Like oh, that. no one was at that um, point. But I, I probably still have like, like, I'm almost positive there's like there's like a long box in my uh, parents' attic or basement somewhere that I gotta like uh, take up and dig through. I don't know what, exactly what's in there, but I'm sure there's like a couple of old older ones. Um, That's awesome. Older ones. Yeah. I love. Yeah. It. I love it. To me, see, I, I'm just just knowing knowing that you have that 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 uh, adventure ahead of you makes me so excited. Getting to dig through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I'm. I'm a junkie when it comes to this stuff, man. On every level, whether it's reading and collecting, I uh, I'm I'm fascinated oh, by yeah. this industry. Um, so uh, at what point did you realize this is what you wanted to do? Um, what I mean was was it just writing that you wanted to get into, and then you realized, hey, why the hell not comics? Or what, as a kid, yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, go ahead. Sure, no, 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 sorry, no, go ahead, cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, when I, you know, writing was, was another thing that like, I always like, I, I, I think like from like an early age, like maybe like my teenage years, let's say like, you know, 14, 15, I knew it was something that I wanted to do, not necessarily knowing how to get there. And, um, you know, so, um, I would write and I, I would be like, oh, I'm going to write like a novel or, or I'm going to write like, uh you know, like a fantasy or sci-fi novel because I was really into like fantasy and, and science fiction. And, you know, I kept like, I'd get started and run out of steam at a certain point or, or like, you know, just life would interrupt me and, and, and I would never go back to it. And so it was just a lot of like kind of false starts. Um, and, and then like, I don't know exactly when I started thinking like oh i should write comics but it was probably around the time when i started discovering like um i guess like non-cape comics like um kind of like the 90s like vertigo stuff like sandman and the invisibles and and uh stuff like that and then just like sort of reading that and realizing that you know um comics could be a lot of different things like it 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 wasn't just like you know superhero stories like you could tell like horror stories and science fiction stories and um you know like you could go anywhere with it fantasy stuff so um so i think that's probably like when the kind of seed was planted in my head and it still took me a few years to kind of like um work up uh the uh steam to like actually do it like find out like how you write a comic script and what you have okay so you've written a script now what do you do you know so it was a lot of like um kind of like fits and starts and and, but then what eventually happened was i I took an online course um at this place called comics experience uh which was basically the course was like intro to comic writing and and it was like just write a script you know like that was like the project so i came out of that with a five-page script and i was like well you know i just spent the time and money to learn how to do this let me just carry it through you know 
and like let's see how it goes like i'll 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 try to find an artist and i'm I'm gonna like finish this one see how that goes and if i like it i'll keep doing it and if i don't then you know whatever i'll just find you know something else uh but then um finding the artist and then getting the art in my inbox and stuff like that was just like so amazing like it was just like a great feeling to see something i had written uh finished and like in a finished form and kind of like brought to life in a way that i wouldn't be able to do on my own because i'm not a great artist Uh, (laughs) um you know uh just sort of like the whole experience of that was like me like saying okay like this is something i can i can do it this is like the proof that i can do it and it's something i want to do so i did another short story and another and another and then eventually just started making longer ones um until um i i got my my first like uh, i was just sort of like self-publishing them uh until i got and then i got my first uh first series uh it's called uh, gutter magic uh published in 2016 and then after that it's yeah i've been like kind of doing um longer stuff like i did gutter magic i did another one called uh wailing blade and then in 2019 we did road of bones which led to doing a sea of sorrows that that, that's amazing so gutter magic uh and what was the other one again uh wailing blade wailing blade uh those were self-published Well, no, Gutter Magic was published through IDW originally. Um, it recently got picked up by uh, SourcePoint Press, and they, they published a new edition of it. Um, Wailing Blade was is published with uh, this publisher called Comics Tribe. That's um, kind of like a little bit smaller, but uh, they do a lot of. They're they're like a Kickstarter focused publisher, okay. so we do Kickstarters uh, for those books, and then. Once the Kickstarter is done, then we bring, we bring them into comic shops. But um, yeah, they're both really good. They're both they're, they're I, I I mean I, I love them both, and they, and they but they are like kind of like totally different from uh, Road of Bones and Sea of Sorrows because uh, uh, Gutter Magic is is like an urban fantasy thing, and uh, Wailing Blade is like kind of far future science fiction. So okay. totally different like wheelhouse, but still you know love writing them. Um, well, t- t- tell me about uh, working your way into IDW, man, because, you know, it's <laughs> you, you sure. just kind of like skim by it. Like, ah, we just got, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, hey, IDW. No, you, you, you're working with IDW. This is one of the big dogs. Yeah. Like, this is not one of the, I mean, top five easily, the the, the properties and everything that they have. Yeah. And it's just incredible. Well, they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're a great, great company. Like, like I've been working them with them for like I guess about five years now and, and like I've made a bunch of friends over there. They're just like really nice nice folks and and, uh, and they are like uh, yeah, they are pretty big in terms of like, you know, like Transformers, G.I. Joe, like TMNT um, you know, they do all that stuff and they do like uh, you know, Canto a bunch of and so, Yeah, Canto So and many great Lock, series Lock P, you know, I mean like uh uh, Lock and Key and, and 30 Days a Night are both IDWs. So, you know, yeah, they're not like new to the new to the game uh, at all. Um, so what happened was in 2016, um, I think IDW was looking to uh, looking to grow because, you know, they're, they're big, but they, they were um, looking to grow 
and do some new kind of like imprints. So that was when they uh, they acquired Top Shelf, which was previously its own company. Uh, they they got they bought uh, I think they had Lion Forge for a while, which is now its own company again. They had Darby Hop, but anyway, one of the initiatives they were doing w- was with Comics Experience, which which was that the place that I took the class, uh, and the idea was kind of like newer creators who hadn't really um, uh, gotten like a shot at publishing something. Um, this was, you know, supposed to be like kind of like a showcase um, uh, for some of the uh, people who, you know, were learning to make comics through through comics experience. So um, a couple of other people, you know, uh, I think they picked up like four series. Uh, one of them was Gutter Magic. One of them was Tet by my uh, my friend Paul Lore, who's the current writer on G.I. Joe yeah. um, and a really talented dude. Um I'm trying to remember what the other two are. The, one, the third was called Drones, and then there was one called uh, something like it was like a play on CSI. It was something like like Special Creatures Unit, where it was like it was like animal control officers, but they were um, hunting down uh, like mythical creatures, like griffins and dragons and stuff. That was okay. it was a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, so what happened was. That, that's how basically like I, 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 I came into IDW and what happened kind of shortly after that was, you know, the, the, um, the industry just in general kind of had a couple of, uh, down years. So they were just kind of pulling back, um, a lot of what they were publishing in terms of like creator and stuff. And a lot of these imprints kind of just went away. So, um, so good, but Gunner Magic came out. And it was cool. I had an editor at IDW that I was working with, uh, Bobby Kerno, and we just stayed in touch, you know, like um, because, you know, Bobby's a great dude. And, and, you know, we were just like, you know, I I would like email him stuff I was working on. He he got me a couple of gigs doing um, a couple of uh, TMNT things like uh, I did um, an issue of uh, TMNT Universe and then a couple of backup stories uh, and later issues in that series. And then, um, you know, I had the idea for Road of Bones and I just was sort of sending it around to different companies to pitch. And Bobby was one of the people that I sent it to. He read it and really liked it. Uh, and was like, you know, I'm going to, he's like, I would love to do this, but you know, there's like levels of people who have to say, yes, you know, so, so it just kind of went through this process where, he showed it to the editor in chief and he had showed to the CCO and, you know, so it's it sort of like wormed its way up through uh, all the people that needed to have their eyes on it. And, and they really dug it. So they, they were like, you know, we, we, we really want to do this book. Um, and it turned out to be great. Like wrote a bones when it, when it came out, it, uh, our first issue sold out actually all the issues except for the last one sold got second printings first issue got a third printing so it was like it was pretty popular and it was like you know it was like surprising to me because like you know i i it was like my first book that was like you know like pretty successful you know and uh people had been talking about it and and we were talking about what we would do for like a follow-up and um alex uh cormac who's the artist on road of bones yeah uh you know, and, and Steve Sorrows, like, mm-hmm. like we, were, we were talking and, you know, we didn't really want to do like, 
you know, Road of Bones 2, Electric Boogaloo or whatever, you know, or like, uh, you know, what happened the next day or what happened 10 years from there or whatever, because we we both kind of like, there were like certain things in, in, in the story that were kind of ambiguous, like the ending and, and, and a lot of things that we didn't really want to mess with that by, you know, pushing those characters any further than we, we had pushed them. So instead we, we kind of like just sat down and started talking about what we really liked about doing Road of Bones um, and what we, what we wanted to do. So what we came up with was like, we really liked the, this kind of like interplay of like history and like a supernatural horror and psychological horror where it's like, you know, you're kind of asking yourself like, what's worse, this monster or these like monstrous people. <laughs> hmm. uh, so we were, we were just kind of like we knew we wanted to do something again kind of like set in like a period of history that maybe not as well explored as, as some others and um you know alex was uh i think itching to do something under underwater and he showed me this um this piece he did like like a like a print he did of um of a deep sea diver wrestling with uh like a giant squid like the giant squid was like you know about to like eat him or something and like just looking at that diver suit it was like yeah like let's do something with this you know uh and then you know just sort of like the wheels started turning and and sea of sorrows is what uh, came out i love that see um i uh... Because I, I was I was wondering is this a uh, did you have you always had a love for the sea? But when a when a book is spawned based off of um, a, a previous team member's uh, just artistic, this is kind of what what I want to do, and the entire story is developed off of a single image. That to me is absolutely amazing on uh, so many levels. For one, for uh, a writer to be able to develop something like that and two an artist to be able to create something so just a, a story within a picture i mean that that's mm -hmm. that, that that's amazing and alex cormack uh this uh, why his name isn't talked about all over the place is maybe it's just just because he's only got a couple of things out there. i don't know but this, this this dude's art is absolutely phenomenal uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. It's like he's he's amazing, and it's not just not just my books. You know, like like he works on a book uh, for that for Comic Shop called Sync that uh, with that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Another like horror book, and you know, he, like he does stuff like um, with uh, with like a few other like uh, smaller places. But yeah, like I've never seen like a an, a piece of Alex's art where I've been like, oh, that's terrible. It's like he, he's he's great, and I think it's just like. Once he gets discovered, uh, yeah, he's probably going to be calling me and be like, "Hey, listen, man, uh, don't have time." <laughs> or <laughs> or my busy. page rate is now this. <laughs> yeah. But here, but the, the, the what's going for you is you, you continue to sell great books too, though, man. I mean, uh, you 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 can have that demand now too. As 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 as, as this series progresses, it's just. It's just a matter of time. It really is. Uh, are, have we looked at any uh, second printings yet for Sea of Sorrows issue one yet? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Not yet. Um, I mean, it may happen eventually if um, oh, it's coming. If sales continue, but at the same time, like like Sea of Sorrows uh, did what you know did sell kind of like 
more than double what Road of Bones did. I think, I think kind of what happened was like, and not to get too inside baseball, but I think like, you know, Road of Bones was kind of like first tar thing I ever did. And, you know, I don't know that like, I can't speak for IDW, but I think, you know, they, they probably weren't um, sure how it was going to be received, you know, like, like, you know, so they were like, had enough confidence in it to publish it and give it like a healthy print run. But like the demand just kind of like went off the charts. So it was like, you know, oh, well, we need to print more for all the people that are asking for it. I think for Sea of Sorrows, they were a little bit better prepared. So they just printed a lot and like, we're still kind of like churning through it, you know. So I don't want to make it sound like, um, oh, it didn't sell out. So it's not a success. It's like it's a very successful book. It's the most successful book I've ever done. Uh, it's just that like they um, I think were prepared enough and like kind of like setting the numbers where there wasn't going to be like a run on it where like uh you know people wouldn't be able to get it well i i think i could actually do you one better on that and because of the success of road of bones people recognized your name and this creative team and more people pre-ordered this and the more people that pre-ordered the less likely it is to go to a second print because people are getting what they want i mean that's yeah and then uh, exactly that's what i mean like it's you know yeah it's it's like i'm not trying to like you know discount like myself or alex in this it's like you know yeah i think it is is because we're doing it. i just think it's like it's like yeah pre-orders were up and and people were really digging it i just think like that's why it's like it's like it's sort of like the, i feel like a lot of a lot of times when you get a second printing it's because it's like whoa you know we didn't print enough so we have to do more so it's yeah. like yeah. Yep. No, I I I know that this book is doing well because I continue to see the, the the chatter on social media and my little circles, and I know I continue oh. to talk about it. So I uh, no, it's uh, people are reading for sure, uh, and and I haven't I haven't heard a bad thing yet, man. And that's a rarity oh. in comics. <laughs> that's so rare. So uh, um, uh, that's the truth. You know, as of right now, there's there's two issues out, correct? <laughs> Yeah, there's two issues out. And it's going um, for five. Third, going five. Going for five. Cool. The third one will be out um, February third. It was originally supposed to be out uh, January twenty seventh, but I think there may have been like a some kind of shipping or printing issue with Diamond because, like you know, it's done. It's not like it's not late because it's not done. It's it's just like for whatever reason Diamond felt they had to push it. Yeah, one week, but you know it's one week. It's all right. Right. We're no, not, it, you know, it, not gonna <laughs> it, it, it it happens. It happens quite often. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, man, the, the, I, I can't tell you how much I, I really do in, enjoy this, this type of horror too. Cause it's not the, you know, I, horror, I say this all the time when I'm talking to, to horror creators, it, horror in itself is very difficult to do well, but to do it in comics mm-hmm. is almost fucking impossible because uh, i've said it a million times the thing that most horror relies on is sound uh audio Mm -hmm. cues and things like that uh obviously that's not happening in a horror book and the the way this is drawn i could almost hear a score playing as this as uh, as i watch this just because the, the the mood is set so well and 
oh man uh the the yeah. the, the dialogue <laughs> uh, i i hear a voice like every single character in here already has their own voice to me and it's it, it really is done incredibly well i'm i'm oh thank you uh a score for sure when it comes to horror and comics it's not it's not very often that you know. A lot of times you might get a great first issue, and then the second issue is like, ah, he he spent, he spent it all there, and now it's we're yeah. just. Uh, but no, no, that's not what's. It's happened. hard, you know. It's hard. It's hard. Look, cause like you said, I mean, I talk about that a lot. It's like you know, in like a, a movie or something like that, you can kind of, uh, you can crank up the soundtrack, or you can make like the wind blow in a creepy way or something. And you can't do that in a comic. And then, like in a novel, like if you're if you're, um, you know, Stephen King or something, it's like you can write these like kind of uh, descriptions about like you know what's going on in the person's head, you know, uh, or, or or things like that. And, and it's like in comics, you just sort of have like a, a different tool set mm-hmm. that you have to work with. And it's also challenging to know you have to kind of. It, it's like sometimes it feels like a balancing act between writing something that is going to be a really good issue, but also writing something that's going to be really good when you're reading it all at once and, you know, in a trade or, or, or reading them all together. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm oh, sorry, my kids are screaming. Oh dude, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, um, man. Yeah. It's not a horror house. Nobody's getting murdered. Just, uh, <laughs> that's like you're actually fighting. living it. I understand <laughs> it now, man. I understand it. <laughs> uh no no this so it's is... like so so oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know like if, if you're writing something where where you know you're gonna put your like um you know you're, you're trying to build tension build build tension build tension build tension and then it's like you release it all in issue two then it's like well where where do you have to go for issue three so you know it, it, it's a little hard to balance but it, i feel like you know if um i, I enjoy like the challenge of it well uh, that's and that's respectable too because anytime you're stepping up to to horror and comics there's no doubt going to be a challenge doesn't matter what the hell the the subject matter is or who you are as a as a creator i mean even joe hill himself you know i'm sure he struggles with this shit so uh Mm -hmm. uh man this is this is awesome uh so um let's see there's still time. There's still time throughout 2021. Um, if this ended all, if this is all dispersed. Let's see, f- f- uh, three more months. Oh, plenty of time. So what's what's next for, for you? Uh, do, do you have anything else planned? Any any new, type of, uh, creative teams lined up? Or are you sticking with Alex? Or I I, I have to well, know. I'm not. I'm never. I'm never letting Alex go because <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> that, that would be that would be stupid. because yes. he's amazing. Uh, so we are working on a couple of things. Um, nothing set in stone, but like we, you know, I think we're he and I are, are like you know have things we we want to do, sort of like along continuing like the themes we've been working with in Rotobones and Sea of Sorrows. Um, I can't speak for IDW, but I think they're definitely open to at least talking to us about it. Nice. You know, like uh, nothing's like nothing's nothing set in stone, but you know, I think it's it's something. It's a place we'd all like to get to. And then I do have a couple of other like smaller things lined up. Like, um, what can I talk about and can't talk about? <laughs> okay, there's uh, 
Uh, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Razor Blades, which is um, it's a new uh, horror anthology magazine put together by um, James Tynion the Fourth and uh, Steve Fox. Okay. Uh, so they've been putting that out. It's a quarterly thing. Comes out. Uh, I think issue three is going to be out soon. Uh, so Alex and I are going to have a story in a future issue of that. Um, not exactly sure which one yet, but but you know, th- so that's definitely happening. I have a couple of other things that are are going to be happening that are um, really exciting for me that unfortunately I can't talk about. But um, you know, it's like, uh, and then I do have a lot of uh, kind of pitches. I'm 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 trying to get going with uh with new creative teams i'm, I'm working on one with uh joe mulvey who's uh the creator uh the, my co-creator on wailing blade uh we're working on a new one um and yeah just a few others with uh with uh artist friends of mine that i've been dying to work with for a while that's awesome man um because uh, i know, for the most part you've done uh sci-fi and uh your your your, your huge successes have been horror uh is horror something that you kind of plan on yeah. sticking with then that is yeah I, <laughs> it's funny like I've, I've said to people like you know if you'd asked me like five years ago yeah are you ever gonna write a horror story i might i'd be like i don't know maybe but like it was never um never like um something i really saw myself doing i always saw myself as like you know more of like a fantasy and sci-fi guy um but in the process of doing it and kind of like, you know, learning how to do it and, and, and what works and what doesn't, I really enjoy it. And I'm really happy that I, I took the chance on writing one because, um, but, you know, I love doing it now. I think it's definitely going to be part of my, um, you know, writing career going forward. Like, um, you know, with Alex and, you know, you know, with other people too, you know. That's so I'm definitely um, definitely excited that I was able to kind of add it into my wheelhouse because I never would have really expected it. It was, you know, and n- never like because of a dislike of horror. It was just like, you know, I never really kind of thought of it. Did, did you did you find yourself well, watching a lot of horror at all? At a, I mean, at any age at all? Yeah, you know, I mean, like um, not obsessively, but yeah, I loved a good horror movie. Like uh, I love I still do. You know, um, but like, uh, yeah, like some of my favorites are uh, like probably some older ones like like Jaws and uh, The Thing. Um, You know, I've seen like all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, you know, all the classics. Gotcha. Uh, (laughs) Gotcha. And then, you know, like like uh, newer stuff, you know. I, I still dig, but like, I think I'm, I'm definitely like, kind of like, uh, when I think of horror and like me, I think of like, kind of like John Carpenter, like that kind of, uh, gotcha. you know, era, I, dig I it. guess, of all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the core, you know, that's, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that, that, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, if anything, I'd have to agree, you know, um, yeah. it's, uh, I ask these not just for the sake of conversation, but just to kind of get an idea of, you know, what, what may yeah. be uh, subconsciously influencing some future works of, you know, we may be seeing out of you. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> that, that's all. I mean, you say Jaws right off the bat. Yeah. We got Sea of Sorrows mm-hmm. here. So we got, 
And yeah. I, I, I'm trying to read into these uh, these influences. Um, and no, I, I, I dig well, I, it, man. That's for sure. I mean, I mean, like, Jaws was like a real kind of like, you know, I was on my mind a lot while I was writing this because it was like, I was telling somebody else, I was like, you know, like, like the thing with Jaws is like, to this day, like, I'll go to the beach and I'll be in like six inches of water and something brushes by my foot and it's like shark it's a shark i'm gonna die you know what i mean like 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 my rational brain kicks in like a millisecond later and it's like no you're fine but there's still that just sort of like primal thing of like the ocean being like a, a dangerous place because you cannot see what is like you know two feet away from you yeah, no, I mean, I, I've, I've always been that way myself, man. There's, I won't even get into a fucking pool. <laughs> like that's just, uh, yeah, but a jacuzzi is like, is as close as it gets to me. I mean, I just, no, I, I, my imagination is too wild when it comes to that, and I, uh, I, I've never mm -hmm. considered my, I don't consider myself an unlucky person, but I've never considered myself a lucky person either. So in certain <laughs> situations, <laughs> you know, it's not, I'm not going to test it. I'm scared to death of the fucking water, and that's because of a goddamn horror movie. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, no, I, I, uh, so you, you say the, 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 the classic slashers, though. I mean, uh, uh, is there a chance we're going to get a, a Rich Duick slasher book? That just sounds amazing. I mean, maybe at some point, you know, there's <laughs> yes. like... Uh, there's a ton of horror like to work to work our way through so it's like you know maybe we'll get there i mean like i think like you know if i could like kind of write my own ticket or whatever like as far as like like what we'd be doing me and alex would be doing with our horror stuff it would just be like kind of like uh almost like an american horror story or, or like kind of tales from the dark side kind of, or twilight zone kind of thing oh, it's like you know okay just like a whole just like a whole you know like you know just a whole bunch of stories where we're like like taking on like different types of horror and like putting our own twist on it so uh, yeah i don't know like you know slasher definitely on the list i don't know if mm -hmm. it'll be next but you know i love it that would be awesome i love mm -hmm. it man it's been so long since we've created the next iconic you know murderer mm -hmm. so uh, it's uh, <laughs> i i would love it yeah. for it to come out of a comic man i really would it's it's that'd be great uh, I have faith. I have faith. Uh, I, I, yeah. Um, so, uh, do, you know, you, I, five years in, you, you've definitely had some success. Uh, absolutely with IDW. I can't say some success. Uh, you, you're, you're doing well, man. I mean, you, you, your name is a thing now. It's, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, so do, do you have, uh, any aspirations at this point, uh, for your, your, your future in comics? Is there just one thing that you have to go down and do before it's all said and done? Yeah. I mean, I would love to, you know, keep writing, um, you know, my, uh, you know, create our own series, you know, like my original series, like, um, just ideas that i have but I, I would love to take a crack at at you know some some like marvel and dc stuff i think you know everyone who's in comics uh you know almost everyone i know like that's kind of like the whole like i don't know if it's like the end goal like you know it's a, it's not like i'm gonna be like oh well you know i got to write uh you know i, I wrote a batman story so now i can just hang up the spurs you know what i mean it's it's but it's like 
you know, it, I think it's like a milestone I, I'd love to hit just to be able to, you know, kind of say I do it and say I did it and like a little kind of uh, gift for uh, my inner child, that's, <laughs> you know, sitting there reading those comics. That's awesome, man. If, if you could do uh, 20 issues of, you know, your, your choice of character, who would you pick? Oh, it's tough. I have a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I would love, I have like, kind of like these like long things in mind, uh, uh, that, you know, will probably never happen, but, uh, I would love to do one for uh Sabretooth, the X-Men villain. Oh man. See, that's, this and, is a character uh, that, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with yeah. you on that. I would like to see, I think Sabretooth deserves at least a maxi series. Yeah, I have a really kind of um, story I'd love to tell with him. So, you know, knock on wood, hopefully one day I'll get to tell it. Uh, and then like a kind of a, a close second is I have a a thing I want to do. I don't know if it's like a 20 issue thing, but I have a whole thing I'd love to do with the Punisher that is pretty interesting. And I, I think like weirdly relevant considering all the recent controversy over the punisher yeah well let's not uh yeah that's that's uh fuck we don't even know if we're gonna be talking about the punisher here soon this is crazy as i'm seeing this you know i I, i'm not believing it i mean that just uh, gut instinct marvel wouldn't Mm -hmm. just get rid of the punisher would they man i don't i don't know that they would get rid of him but you know there's ways to kind of like de-emphasize it like you know he could be in a team book and not have his own um not have his own uh series you know he could give up guns and just use knives from now on i don't know something as simple as taking away the (laughs) the iconic logo even yeah like he he could change costumes or it could be more of like a you know like all in black, but like uh, the thing that I want to do with the Punisher is it's less about like, you know, um, kind of like what the Punisher does. Like, like I don't have this like idea, like, Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if he, you know, fought like a drug cartel or, or, you know, fought Galactus or something like that. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not that it's more like a psychological, almost, and like almost like a horror kind of take, with him it's just an idea i have that i would love to do someday that i don't know you know if i'll ever get to but you know that's fine well they're all listening right now cb sabolsky and all of them i'm sure they're yeah in. right no, 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 they're <laughs> shit I, call me yeah no your phone's <laughs> probably ringing right now so i better wrap this up <laughs> <laughs> um no honestly man this is the, the, that that's awesome to hear it's it's good to know that you do have aspirations to uh to to, to play with the big two because i mean some people are perfectly fine playing with their own characters in the indie world, and I admire and respect that to no other. But I also admire the aspiration to want to play with the uh, the IPs that got us into it to begin with. You know, I I, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think there's anything wrong or cliche about that in any way, shape, or form. And um, I I I, I want to you know your Punisher story sounds amazing, but the the, the or intriguing at least. But the saber tooth thing needs to happen. So yeah, uh, I would love to do that. Oh man, and that's a character that you know it's it's not like they're doing a lot with them right now. So yeah, I think he's stuck in a hole right now. So. You're absolutely <laughs> right. See, I like this. You're a man that I can re- get him out of the hole. Yes, yes. See, you're yeah. you're a man that reads current as well. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that 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 right there really excites me because it, it's 
I, I know how time-consuming it is to create comics, and to be able to actually consume comics on top of it all, that is even more testament to your, your love for this industry, man. And it, I think it goes a long way to the success of a creator. It really does. Um, I, I know that... If, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like myself that admire that that uh, characteristic for sure because it's it's not easy to keep up, especially with the X Men. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, <laughs> so much. <laughs> That's insane. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I can actually say that I I've been collecting the X Men um, or every single series since the whole Hickman thing. I've I've got them all and. It's it's amazing how quick it fills up a long box when you. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's so much, but yeah, I I think Sabretooth's fucking story right now is so intriguing. So as soon as you said that, all these light bulbs started going off, and knowing your yeah. your your type of way of storytelling, I feel like it really suits this character. So I dig it, man. Um, I'm pulling for you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, once the uh, so I, I, we're without conventions right now, and it's a super bummer. But once the conventions start up, it's just a matter of time before you're headlining all these panels, and you have all of the nerds <laughs> lined up to ask you all of the cliche questions. And I'm sure you've already dealt with it. But let me, uh, let, I want to throw some some cliche questions out there. Uh, but I do find it also vital to getting to know who you are as a creator as well. So if you don't mind, Shoot. I got just some rapid fire questions. You don't have to put a whole lot of thought lightning into round. It. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. call a little yeah, bit let's of lightning round. All right. So, <laughs> um, and uh, who? I want to say best hero in comics, but that, I, I, I think I'd rather put. Uh, I always like to phrase it best protagonist in all of comics. Best protagonist yes. in all of comics. Who's the best? Who's your favorite? Hmm. That's a tough one, uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, with Superman. Yeah, I, it you know cliche. If it's a cliche question, I'm gonna give the cliche answer. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just uh, there's something about Superman that, um, and it's probably because I'm like you know, it's like a nostalgia thing. But I think he's just sort of like uh, uh, when he's done right, he's like everything that like we aspire like our heroes to be. And I think there's like something really special in that. So I dig it. Like, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with giving a cliche answer. That's the, the, mm -hmm. the thing. Of, if it's a cliche answer, more than likely it's a right answer just because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, well, I, it's I like, like, I, I just think it's like, yeah, there's, there's just something about him that, um, that I think is, is like important, you know, like more so than like, like any other, character that's kind of come out of of comics so so yeah superman that, boom awesome uh other side of the coin who's the best villain who's the best shithead in all the comics <laughs> uh not gonna say lex luther but uh let's i think uh probably magneto okay Magneto is is because he's he's like you know he's very complex and um you know, they kind of have that, there's that saying, like, nobody thinks they're the villain, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's explored, like, really interestingly with him, you know, like, uh, I think he's, he's probably the most compelling villain in that I, in, in my mind anyway. I think he's on everybody's Mount Rushmore of assholes for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely, uh, 
easily yeah. my, my my one of my favorite mutants of all time just hands yeah. down villain or not um i've never really looked at him as a villain i just looked at him as the guy that the good guys were kind of fighting you know it's mm-hmm. um i don't know uh, and that, to me that's that's what makes him such an excellent villain his his compelling mm-hmm. story yeah um, so there, there's not a lot of them out there, but as a man who writes them, uh, beyond your own, what is your favorite horror comic that you've read? Hmm. Um, hmm. There's a lot of good ones. There, there uh, are some I'll, good ones for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cheat and I'll, I'll say to you, um, my, 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 uh, my favorite is probably lock and key. Okay. Um, that's like a series that I went into, like, um, not really, um, knowing what to expect and then just sort of devouring it. Like, uh, like I got into it like a little bit late and it was just like, I was like, oh, I'll just buy the first trade and see what it is. And then it was like, I bought like, it was like, I read that. And then like, I probably like the next day I went and bought everything that was out and became like a monthly reader. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. So that's a that, great answer. That's probably like. That's probably like my all time. And then another book I think is, is really great is uh, I mentioned it before that book uh, sink by um, my friend, John Lees, who's a uh, writes horror and it's um, comes out through comic tribe. It's just like a really great, like, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's cheating though. Cause Alex draws it, but, um, <laughs> but, but it, it's, it's an amazing book. So. Awesome, man. Well, the, the- great recommendations for sure. Um, I, 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 I need to pick up sync. I've, I've, I've heard of it. And I just, I, it's it's not through Diamond though, is it? Is it? Um, it it might be. I, I it, they should be able to order it at least because okay. you know, like I said, what it was kickstarted, but like I've seen it in shops. So gotcha. Yeah, I would just ask 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 the owner, like then see if they could get it for you. Gotcha, gotcha. Right on, man. Because I I I really do love like the uh, the little anthologies or the you know and the and the one shots and stuff like that, like Ice mm-hmm. Cream Man and all of that. Yeah, Ice Cream Man's great. Yeah, I'm so excited for creepy. Haha that just came out. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I got to pick that up. Oh. I haven't been able to get to the shop in a couple of weeks, but oh I'm, shit, yeah, I'm excited about that. Grab that one for sure. Um, Department of Truth is really good. Um, that's like very recent also mm-hmm. um that's yeah that that's like one of my like f- top books like out now that's insane that book is so insane yeah. man Vi- so visually yeah. uh, all of it it's just so creepy from the the, the very first yeah. page it's just it, it gives you that feeling of unease it's perfect mm-hmm. perfect yeah um and uh final lightning question what was the last comic that you read last comic that i read let me see it's probably sitting right over here (laughs) um uh department of truth number three no number four bam (laughs) bam i I love it man i popped in my head (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man well uh i i look forward to uh issue three four and five of sea of sorrows and all of the stuff that you have planned for the future that I haven't really been able to talk about, but have been teased nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited for it all. I'm excited to have another horror guy in this industry, another horror team for that matter. Because you you and Alex are just murderers, man. You I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving what you're doing. I I, I really am. So I 
thank you so much for your time. Uh, I should let you go. You should probably go pick up Haha real quick and fast. That book's yeah. going to sell out, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll go grab it. All right, brother. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me on. And yeah. Um, do you, uh, thank you for uh, all kind words. Do, do you have uh, social media te- or, uh, places people can yeah, find you? I do. Go and throw those out there. Yeah, you can find me on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Arduek. Uh, it's R-D-O-U-E-K. Um, that's also my website is Arduek.com. In fact, pretty much anywhere you see Arduek, it's probably me. There's, there's not a lot of Ardueks out there. But, uh, mm. <laughs> but that's definitely where you can find me on Twitter uh, and my website. I, I put out a newsletter uh, semi-regularly. Uh, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I think my Facebook page is actually facebook.com slash gutter magic i set that up a while ago but um probably like the best place to catch me is on twitter you know you can just like message me or uh you know say hi and i will say hi back sweet right on man and mm-hmm. uh i mean he said hi to me so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably say hi to anyone if he'll say hi to me uh <laughs> i really do thank you so much rich um it's been an absolute pleasure and you don't stop doing what you're doing man thanks man really appreciate it Uh, you stay safe out there and uh cheers sir yeah later in a world of utter randomness one podcast stood up from the bunch and it was the amazing world of talking shiz (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is it's definitely not, not focused fair. on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And- so go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international international very very well so tune in follow us on twitter see you there well there you have it another creator has been cornered another episode in the books uh how about that rich doick huh doick fuck still can't get it right i suck uh Um, yeah, no, if you're not reading Sea of Sorrows right now, you really are missing out if you're a fan of horror comics at all. Go check out Road of Bones if you're into, uh, you know, historical type of stuff. Uh, I, fucking smart, that's for sure. The dude's a smart writer. And, uh, um, I, I guess you could say a breath of fresh air at the same time. So, there you go, Rich Duick is the man. As always, I must, uh, you know, oblige you to (laughs) uh, leave reviews, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the the growth of this show uh, in a tremendous way, a way I couldn't even explain. Um, Really trying to, you know, secure this podcast on the, uh, the Apple charts, not just popping in and out of there you know so i need those reviews y'all those reviews then you can check out uh 
patreon.com slash cheers to comics if you really 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 want to support the show and uh yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you with that as always i urge you all to please 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 stay safe out there read responsibly cheers fuckers Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast.